this is Supriti from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 29th of January. India reported over 2,35,000 fresh COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours. 613 fatalities were recorded in the same time period, which takes the country's total death toll to over 4,92,000, according to the Union Health Ministry. The daily positivity rate dropped further today from 15.88% to 13.39%, while the recovery rate was 93.89%. The Drugs Controller General of India on Friday gave approval to biotechnology company Bharat Biotech to conduct trials of its intranasal COVID-19 booster dose in India. Over 60% of youngsters between the ages of 15 and 18 years have received their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccination, according to Union Health Minister Mansukh Mandavya. In a tweet, he remarked, and I quote, Young India is leading the way, end quote. In Karnataka, another state that has been reporting high COVID-19 cases, State Health Minister Sudhakar K. on Friday said that the dominant strain was still the Delta variant. He said that out of 6,000 samples from the state that had been sent out for genome sequencing, 73.8% were of the Delta strain or of its sub-lineages. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 369.9 million people and killed more than 5.65 million, according to data shared by Johns Hopkins University. The World Health Organization said on Friday that the new COVID virus, a new type of coronavirus, requires more research, NDTV reported. The neocovirus was discovered among bats by a team of Wuhan researchers in South Africa. In a study which is yet to be peer-reviewed, the researchers said that the neocovirus can penetrate human cells in the same way as the COVID-19 virus. Ahmadbi Party National Convener Arvind Kejriwal on Friday targeted Punjab Chief Minister Charanjit Singh Chaini over illegal mining and the badals over drug sales as he invoked Dr. B.R. Ambedkar in Philor, a reserved assembly constituency in Jalandhar district. Kejriwal also asked people if they would rather vote for Reta Chor, which is sand thieves, and Nasha Bechne Wale, which is drug sellers, or for Kattar Imandar Bhagwat Man, his party's chief ministerial face. The Delhi CM was speaking at an indoor meeting of citizens and workers in the constituency in support of AAP candidate Prem Kumar. On the other hand, Punjab Congress Chief Navjot Singh Sidhu, after filing his nomination from the Amritsar East seat, said, and I quote, I don't want to turn Lok Tantra, which is democracy, into Danda Tantra, which is force. This city had, have and will continue to have its faith in the Congress, end quote. On Friday, the BJP announced its eighth list of 91 candidates for various phases of the 2022 UP elections, rejecting incumbent Ebelays on 20 seats the majority of which are in eastern UP. The ruling party has fielded existing MLA Ved Prakash Gupta in the high-profile Ayodhya seat. There had been speculation that Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath would be nominated from Ayodhya, but he was instead nominated from Gorakhpur Urban, his hometown. Meanwhile, Samajwadi Party President Akhilesh Yadav said on Friday that he was stranded in Delhi because his chopper was not allowed to take off for Muzaffar Nagar in Uttar Pradesh. In a tweet in Hindi, the SP president posted a picture with the helicopter in the background and said no reason was given for it. Akhilesh Yadav and RLD president Jayant Chaudhary are expected to attend a number of events in Muzaffar Nagar, including a press conference. Listeners, 
five states, which are Goa, Manipur, Punjab, Uttarakhand, and Uttar Pradesh, are all voting to elect new assemblies next month. A team of News Laundry reporters and producers are going to all five states to bring you ground reports without any frills, fear, or favor. But in order to do so, we need your support. So head over to newslaundry.com/sena and contribute to our NL Sena project. While you're at the website, you can check out my report on the rise in violence against the Christian community in India. My report is titled "Christians Are Target Practice for Communal Groups," say community leaders. We are constantly trying to push ourselves to bring you the news coverage you deserve. As an independent news organization that does not rely on ads or favors from corporations or the government, your support is all we ask for. So if you aren't a subscriber already, become one today. Do your bit to keep news free and independent. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our lowest subscription starts at only three hundred rupees a month. On Saturday, the Delhi Commission for Women sent a notice to the State Bank of India requesting that it amend or withdraw rules that classify women who are more than three months pregnant as temporarily unfit. Swati Maliwal, the Commission's chairperson, said the rule appeared discriminatory and unconstitutional. She added that it was contrary to the maternity benefits under the Code of Social Security 2020. According to Maliwal, the rule discriminated on the basis of sex, thereby breaching the Constitution's fundamental rights. The panel issued the notice based on media reports and requested a copy of the guidelines from the State Bank of India. Previously, women candidates who were pregnant for up to six months were allowed to join the bank if they met certain conditions. PTI reported a certificate from a gynecologist declaring that working would not interfere with the woman's pregnancy or the development of the fetus, cause miscarriage, or otherwise harm her health would be required for such a candidate. The State Bank of India has been asked by the Delhi Commission for Women to ensure that the guidelines are not discriminatory against women. The panel has also instructed it to reveal the procedure by which the rules were formed, as well as the names and designations of the authorities who approved them. The commission has directed the State Bank of India to reply to the notice by February first. A pregnant woman candidate can join the bank four months after giving birth to the child, according to the guidelines. According to PTI, the rule in question is part of the medical fitness and ophthalmological criteria for new recruits and promotees, which was published on December thirty-first. K S Krishna, the general secretary of the All India State Bank of India Employees Association, said the union has written to the management requesting that the rule be repealed. The prosecution, in opposition to Umar Khalid's bail in a bigger conspiracy case of Delhi riots. Told a Delhi court on Saturday that the 2020 demonstration was neither organic nor woman-led, and that local individuals were employed as fodder to increase public involvement. Other accused people in the case, including Khalid Saifi, Mira Heather, Salim Malik, and Salim Khan, were also denied bail today, according to Special Public Prosecutor Amit Prasad. Prasad informed Additional Sessions Judge Amitabh Rawat. That the protests were not only inorganic but also lacked support from the local populace living in the areas of various protest sites, relying heavily on WhatsApp talks of various members of the Delhi protest support group. Prasad argued that individuals were brought in from other places to participate in the protests in order to maximize participation. He also added that local uneducated masses were used as fodder by the members of the group. 
Prasad claimed earlier this week that the 2020 sit-in protests were meticulously planned, with key protest sites around 25 mosques chosen. He claimed that these locations had religious importance but were given secular names to give the supposed communal protests a more respectable appearance. The FIR against Khalid contains stringent charges, including sections 13, 16, 17, and 18 of the UAPA, sections 25 and 27 of the Arms Act, and section 3 and 4 of the Prevention of Damage to Public Property Act, 1984. He is also charged of various offences mentioned under the Indian Penal Code, 1860. An investigative report by the New York Times has revealed that India purchased Israeli spyware Pegasus in 2017 as part of a $2 billion defence package. The spyware and a missile system were the centrepieces of the package, according to the report. The report reveals how Israel reaped diplomatic gains around the world from NSO's Pegasus spyware, a tool America itself purchased but is now trying to ban. In light of the new revelations made in the investigative report, various leaders from the Congress attacked BJP, claiming it had deceived the parliament. Senior Congress leader Rahul Gandhi tweeted, and I quote, Modi government bought Pegasus to spy on our primary democratic institutions, politicians and public government functionaries, opposition leaders, armed forces, judiciary were all targeted by these phone tappings. This is treason. The Modi government has committed treason. End quote. In August 2021, the Defence Ministry, in response to questions raised in the Rajya Sabha, said it had not carried out any transactions with the Israel-based NSO group, which owns Pegasus. Later, in September 2021, the centre had refused to file an affidavit in response to petitions pertaining to the scandal in the Supreme Court. In July last year, several media organisations across the world had reported on the use of Pegasus, which has been developed by the NSO group. In India, The Wire had reported that 161 Indians were potentially targeted by Pegasus. The list included lawyers, activists, politicians, journalists and many more. As part of the UK's diplomatic attempts to resolve the Ukraine border problem, Boris Johnson will call Russian President Vladimir Putin and go to Eastern Europe in the coming days. Mr. Johnson has stated that if Russia invades Ukraine, the UK will deploy soldiers to safeguard NATO allies. Ukraine, on the other hand, is not a member of NATO, and Russia is seeking assurances from the West that it would never join the military alliance, which it regards as a direct danger to its security. NATO's 30 members include the US, UK and several former Soviet republics, some of which border Russia. Members agree to come to one another's aid in the event of an armed attack. Russia has placed about 100,000 troops, tanks, artillery and missiles near Ukraine's border, but denies that it plans to invade the former Soviet Republic, which borders both Russia and the EU. The Prime Minister is considering various options this weekend, including sending more British soldiers to NATO countries in the region. On Monday, the Foreign Office is expected to announce to Parliament a toughening of its sanctions regime, which would enable the UK to target Russian interests. Mr Johnson spoke on the phone with US President Joe Biden, European leaders and NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg last week. During the call, the leaders agreed that diplomatic talks with Russia remain the first priority, Downing Street said. A Downing Street spokeswoman said, and I quote, the Prime Minister is determined to accelerate diplomatic efforts and ramp up deterrence to avoid bloodshed in Europe. End quote. 
Meanwhile, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has urged the West not to create panic, claiming that the threats of an impending invasion are threatening the country's economy. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.